Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. And uh, for all of those, uh, all of you who are uh, just tuning in, uh, it's John and Matthew from the Samurai Brothers Wrestling Podcast. Uh, this is going to be uh, the Memorial Day weekend episode. Uh, so, salute to the troops. Um, uh, although we won't have any specific um, uh, uh, theme going on, we do want to recognize uh, that uh, our uh, military service men and women have uh, afforded us the opportunity for this and uh, make sure that we want to remember uh, sacrifices that they have made. So, uh, thank you to all. Uh, the veterans out there who are retired and active. So thank you very much. Well, I guess we could, since it's Memorial Day, just kind of talk about um, uh, um, the military contribution to our uh, to wrestling. Uh, yeah, we're able to fit that in. Um, so anyway, Matt, I was wanting to, for this week, uh, was trying to look at some news tidbits. And uh, I also looked at some how they have. I did find uh, an article from Internet Intermat Wrestle. Where they currently have a. Uh, they do have a transfer portal for D1 uh, wrestlers who are. Uh, basically, this would be wrestlers who are transferring from either another D1 program. They're transferring from the current D1 program to another D1 program, or uh, there were some. There were a couple of wrestlers that are also transferring transferring from a JC to a D1 program, which you know that's pretty big in and of itself too. So, uh, with that being said, that is the Brock you know, Lesnar went. Ah, yes. Okay, yeah. He started uh, out in and, JC uh, and then he went to University of Minnesota, where his big behemoth. Uh, where he uses, where the, that big behemoth uh, accomplished what set him up for WWE. Uh huh. Yeah. So, um, and then the, I, I know that we will have at times, we will have at times uh, some 3C2A wrestlers that they will transfer outside of California to. Uh, I would imagine, I'd have to look up what the, what, who, who all has gone where. Um, haven't had time to do that, but that would be an interesting thing to see, you know, how successful are 3C2A wrestlers uh, across the board, uh, since, uh, you know, I do participate in that a lot, but anyway, let's get right into the the, uh, the really big thing about today, Matthew. Uh, as you know, World Team Trials uh, Challenge Tournament concluded last week, and so the final X matchups have all been set up. And uh, one thing we also found out, uh, as USA Wrestling announced, was that there are going to be some true third-place matches. So, basically, you're going to have up to three people representing the United States uh, at, you know, senior world-level events. So, I have to, you know, obviously, the person who wins Final X represent at the you know, world championships uh other major events 
such as the Pan Ams also are a thing that you use in order to represent. So there is that. And uh, I think uh, the other things, uh, you know, you, you probably would have when there's invitationals and stuff, you would probably have, you know, the other two competing as well. But I'm sure as, as the international season is going on, I'm sure that we'll probably be following those tournaments and seeing, you know, who is competing what. So it gives us a better idea of how, you know, the, the world circuit looks. Uh, for the team and for how things go at the at these tournaments, so it's going to be a learning experience for you and me. Yeah, because we always focused on mainly college wrestling. Right, right. So, which we'll actually, probably still be doing, but obviously trying to filter in some other wrestling as well. <laughs> so yeah, and uh, I'll make sure that uh, you know that being said and uh just make sure that uh you're on there too but uh i see that that's not how this works so i'm gonna stop doing that um but you got to see yourself really big there for a bit yep so um all right well let us go to so i thought we'd talk about the matchups of the world team trials the final x so they do have all the matchups on, on USA Wrestling's website, but I guess first we should talk about the true third-place matches. Now, uh, what I saw here was that there are going to be – so let's let's take a look at uh, what USA Wrestling has to say about the, about the article related to, to that. So get that in here. All right, so uh, they are going to have two-third uh, national team wrestle-offs, so that's that's the final spot to get into the, the the third position on the world team. And when when that happens is usually is going to be when you've got when you have a final X uh, world medalist, so and then the winner of the challenge tournament. So yeah, the winner of the challenge tournament. Uh, those are the instances that you'll have. Plus, whoever finished as a runner-up at the challenge tournament, if they did not uh, wrestle the third-place medalist at the challenge tournament, that's where you're going to have a true third. Because, you know, your two final X wrestlers, they're going to be one and two. But you still have to determine who the the third place person is so if if the if the person who advanced to final x out of the challenge tournament they were the challenge tournament winner if that person wrestled the third place wrestler then you're not going to have a uh, or yeah if um if that person wrestled the third place wrestler then you're not going to have a true third match. Uh, it's in the case where you have a final X wrestler, then you have the winner of the challenge tournament, and the person who finished second at the challenge tournament didn't wrestle the third place match. Or in the case uh, of um, if the the final X 
finalist who's already there um, loses, and they um, that, that could also be a possibility. Yes. So it's it's all dependent on no, what. Actually, no, 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 no. That 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 isn't the. Uh, that's not how they're doing. I've, I've been looking at saw so, well. Okay, USA Wrestling has announced there will be eleven true third place. Uh, National team wrestle-offs held to determine the number three athlete on USA Wrestling's national team. These wrestle-offs are held after the World Team Trials Challenge Tournament under specific circumstances. These matches are held in weight classes where a world medalist has previously qualified for Final X, but when the runner-up at the World Team Trials Challenge Tournament did not wrestle against the third-place finisher, and I think that means the Challenge Tournament. So it's only going to be between the... The second place and the third place wrestler at this challenge tournament. Whoever's whoever's final X, they they're not gonna wrestle. Is what it looks like. Oh, okay. So there. This is only between the final X, uh, the the challenge tournament finalist and the um. The person to finish third. Okay. So they're okay. Um. Okay, so the this this has nothing to do with the final X. So the fi- the two final X guys have already got their um Yeah, they're they're they are one and two. Just uh, depends on who wins what. Okay, that's that's as I recall, that's not how it um used to be. Used to be. Yeah, as I recall that's not excuse me. How it used to be. As I recall it was um well, I don't. I don't think the final. I don't think the fine. It used to be. I don't think the final X existed before. What happened was, yeah, I, I don't. Like I don't that. Know. That's a new thing. <laughs> but what happened? I have not heard of the final X before too. But might have been possible they had been doing it before. But it went under a different name. Possibly. And yeah, well, and I think, and probably where we had heard about, you know, um, people qualifying to get into the semifinals, I have to wonder if that's where they had placed the medalists previously. So they had what just one world team trial tournament, and then you know the the medalists, the world medalists, would have gotten that semi-final uh, seeding. Yeah, so clearly, yeah, so clearly the rules have changed. It's like, yeah, the, clearly the rules have changed over the time that we've been wrestling, so. So, uh, here's here's what we have. Uh, they're going to have two matches at Stillwater, which is coming up this Friday, and then they're going to be having one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Nine, so they're gonna have nine matches at New York. So that's quite, that's gonna be a packed uh, event uh, at New York. So you've got, uh, and if you think about it, these are all one match. It's like these are all the culminations of tournaments, but these are all one. You know, these are all like single match uh, I, events. Yeah, I have to imagine that these are only gonna be single matches because if they didn't do best two out of three for third place at at the challenge tournament, why would they do best two out of three um, at this tournament uh, for third place? It you know doesn't doesn't really make sense. So 
with that being said well uh, I, well that, what I, what i meant was um the um you know even the, like the final x guys are going to be rest obviously best two out of three but what I, what i meant was these guys are all wrestling one opponent right this is this it's yeah this is this is more like resembles a um flow wrestling in fact it's probably being done through flow wrestling but it, it more resembles those flow wrestling one-off matches that look more like uh you know like mma fight cards or something like that yeah so two matches of still water and that's going to feature uh men's 57 freestyle jacob camacho from the Wolfpack versus zane richards of illinois rtc uh or from titan mercury uh, Mercury is pretty big, I have to say. Um, Do you know where they're where they're physically based out of? Uh, no, I don't remember. Uh, but I do know that I think they had some. Uh, I think they had. Uh... Ah, one guy's from uh, one guy's from Army. Oh yeah. I don't know. Uh... So. I, I don't know if Titan Mercury had a training center um, in Orange County or in L.A. somewhere or not, but um, probably something to look, you know, definitely something to look up uh, later. Um, I would imagine Southern California so that, has to have at least one training center. Yeah, I would Some, that. Well, so, somewhere. It's Titan Mercury Wrestling Club, so that's a bit different from the RTC. Uh, well, well, don't so the can't, can't the um uh, can't the um oh it specifically says if it's an RTC okay never mind right um and then the other match at Stillwater is the men's seventy four uh, freestyle Joey Lavalley from Lehigh Valley Wrestling Club Titan Mercury versus David Carr from Cyclone RTC which would be at Iowa um and he also does. Titan Mercury. Hey, have you so, noticed how Sunkissed Kids doesn't have RTC attached to it? Yes, I've noticed. So I guess that you know it's possible. Well, that means they're it, a wrestling club. Yeah, it's possible. You know, another thing, it's Sunkissed Kids. We know would qualify as an RTC. It's possible that some of these 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 long established teams like the the um. Sunkissed Kids just don't want to do the the RTC because they've existed since before the RTC, so they're just like, yeah, we're fine. Because mm-hmm. RTC, as we've established, have, you have to meet certain requirements to be an RTC, so they're probably just like, whatever. Well, and that has to be the same with Titan Mercury. So, uh, let's go into the New York two-thirds. Uh, you're going to have Hayden... Uh, First, uh, Greco-Roman 97, Hayden Maley versus Luke Sheridan. Hayden Maley from Beaverdam, which I have to imagine is, is going to be the Oregon State RTC. Luke Sheridan from uh, Army. And uh, I would think WCAP has got to stand for Wrestling Club Athletic Program. But, you know, I'm not sure enough. Then, uh, if you go into women's freestyle 55, Lauren Mason from Brunson UVRTC versus Alicia. I don't know if that's a typo or not. 
Hawk or Hauk, uh, Sunkiss Kid, and Brunson UV. I gotta imagine that that is Utah Valley. So then, men's 61 freestyle, Daniel DeShazer from Gopher WCRTC versus Nico Megalutis from Pittsburgh WC. So the Gopher would be uh, Minnesota. Women's freestyle, 57, Cameron Gurin from Bearcat uh, versus Amanda Martinez from Cardinal. Men's 79, Vincenzo Joseph from California RTC versus Carter Starachi. Nittany Lion. So you got two, you know, these right here. That's two, uh, <coughs> excuse me. That's two Penn State wrestlers right there, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's, that, that ought to be quite something. Women's Freestyle, 62 kilos. Macy Kilty uh, from Sunkiss versus Alexander Lyle from the Army. 86. Men's Freestyle, Mark Hall from Penn RTC versus Trent Hidley from Wolfpack. Women's Freestyle, 65, Emma Bruntill, USO PTC versus Maya Latona from New York City RTC. And the last third place match is going to be Men's Freestyle, 92, Isaac Trumbull of Wolfpack versus Jonathan Aiello from Cavalier. You know what USO PTC so, stands for, right? I'm sorry? You know what USOPTC stands for, right? Uh, you'll have to refresh my United States Olympic Training Center. Ah, okay. So that might be the main center in Colorado Springs. You know, another thing I'm I'm wondering is if um part of the RTC was to try to decentralize because you know they all they always used to send all the wrestlers to the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs and Probably when they start getting, um, when they've got the, the world team set, they probably still do send those guys there uh, just so that they can, um, you know, get um, get acclimated to that. Because that. they want to have them train at altitude so that they're, um, they're, they're training and they're getting the, the, um, the performance down. But I think the whole point of the RTCs was to kind of decentralize things. And it's quite possible that maybe the RTC allows them to maybe train, still train outside of, of uh, Colorado Springs if for some reason mm. they can't afford to, to go. Right. I don't like. I don't know if I don't know if once you're on the world team, it's like the, you you get scholarship or whatever like that. But but I'd imagine if if we're able to field a full team to like the world championships and to like the the Pan Am championships and stuff like that, I would imagine that they're probably housing them there at the uh, you know it's like once they're training, it's like okay, uh, pack your bags, you're going to Colorado Springs until you know. X amount of time, and then you know maybe maybe after that they're just like okay you can uh, you can go back home, and then just just train whatever. So with that being said, Matt, uh, well let's let's go over the um, let us go over the previews for Final X Stillwater. So should be interesting, I think. So, and I think we'll just kind of do them in order. So, let's start off first with Greco. And Math, uh, what I'll also do is, you know, we'll kind of, 
because uh, the good thing about the preview is that they do they are listing uh, for one thing you know at least the, the major accomplishments of each wrestler and then um, if there's a head-to-head they're also showing those too so let's take a look at what we have first for Reco. so uh, the first match that they're doing for Greco, which is going to be the first Final X uh, decider for the event, is 63 kilos Greco, Sammy Jones versus Jesse Field. And uh, so uh, right off the bat, it, they are going. it's a rematch from the Bill Farrell Memorial Tournament. And uh, so it looks like Field was the one who came out on top of that. So, uh, it looks like Theok uh, did, was the one who uh, was more getting into the 2016 uh, Olympic run. And uh, he was the one who did qualify for the Rio Olympics, but he did not qualify for the Tokyo Olympics. So... Oh yeah, this, this, this is NYAC versus Army. Uh, yeah, Army. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Fields he made four junior teams. Uh, what they're saying, he placed bronze at the 2012 Junior World Championships. Uh, he did wrestle for the University of Wisconsin, and he qualified for the tournament in 2015. Now, in the case of Sammy Jones. Uh, he looks like, it looks like he did not really do much, uh, at college, uh, instead just, you know, uh, it looks, says he was homeschooled through high school, but then, uh, just, you know, just concentrating on, uh, wrestling, it looks like. So, what do they have? Well, uh, uh well, what do you know? Something that, uh, that we did. Yeah. So. For those of you who don't know, we had, we had spent some time some point in our, our educational life, we were homeschooled. So they faced each other twice, Matthew, and they split the series 1-1. One, one. Uh, Jesse Field uh, did a tech fall over Sam, Sammy Jones, 8-0 at the J, Dave Schultz Memorial Tournament, uh, the third place match, but Sam Jones teched Jesse Field 9-0 at the Bill Farrell Tournament. Are the so, rules different? Are they different in what? Uh, I remember. I remember tech in in international style being um, ten so, or or is that just freestyle? Freestyle is ten points. Greco is an eight point difference. Okay, so you could so, do do so you could do two giant eight point laterals and and get and win the match essentially. And win the match, yeah. That's right. So that's that's going to be that one. So uh, that's going to be where that one's going. So Matthew, I mean, you know, kind of hard to tell. You know, they're both you know have have been doing a lot. I can see. Uh, you know, Theof was the one who uh, you know ha- has been closest in terms of you know the Olympic team and stuff, but. Uh, Sam Jones won the most recent matchup. So, 
I don't know. Do you think it's a toss up? Could it? You think right now it's it's a advantage for Sam Jones? What would you say? Um. Well. Um. Just well, and that's the interesting thing is their head to head was so many years apart, like twenty seventeen versus uh, uh, this year. That five years apart. You'd think five that two guys like yeah, you'd think. Well, it, they're completely different wrestlers at this point. You, you'd think that two guys like that would um, would have wrestled each other more, especially if they're performing in the final accident, if they've been around for that long. So you'd, you'd think so, but um, yeah, at this point it's really hard to tell. I mean, it, you know, uh, they might be different wrestlers and Sam Jones might have the advantage, but um, – you know, it's possible that it was just, it was you know, it was just one of those things where Sam Jones got the advantage in their last meeting. So right. and, we're and just Steel, get... he's had a he's had a, about a month and a half now, actually two months to make adjustments. So, yeah, so we're gonna have to see the uh, the, um... the results. Yeah, especially yeah. It's as 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 it's called in combat sports. This is the rubber match. We're gonna have to see who wins the rubber match. All right. You know, so, this kind of reminds uh, me. So the this the one guy that I wrestled the most times in a single season uh, was back in middle school. It was my eighth grade year. I still don't remember this kid's name, but we wrestled a total of five times that season. Mm. And I won all five, but our first meeting was the closest because he was a more athletic guy where I was the more experienced. And he racked up like a six-point lead or something like that. And I'm just like, I can't lose to this kid. This is my eighth grade year. This is my year. My undefeated year, as it turns out. That was the closest match I ever had that year. So then after that, I just, I just, you know, it's like I just came back and just like, okay, wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. I might have pinned him. But, yeah, it was, it was, that was, um. But yeah. but yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like you'd think that they would wrestle more, but I don't know. Circumstances are probably just such that they just didn't wrestle each other that often. So let's go on to the next match, Matthew. And right right away, they're getting to the big boy. So Colton Schultz versus uh, Tanner Farmer. I mean, you know, Schultz is he's been on the on the world team. He has, it says here, he's got medals in the U-20 and U-17. Took second at the at the Olympic trials to Adam Kuhn. And as you may remember, Adam Kuhn was the wrestler from Michigan who uh, handed Kyle Snyder uh, his one loss uh, in, in his, um, I believe it was his junior year um uh, uh, championship year when he was wrestling the Olympics and he was wrestling NCAA at the same time. Um, so, you know, I think just with how that goes, uh, and then Schultz obviously finishing second to Gable Stevenson at the at the NCAA this year. Plus, he won the the U.S. Open uh, this year also, and then. You've got Tanner Farmer, though, who um, he played football at the University of Nebraska, but he did use his uh, final 
eligibility uh, at Concordia in wrestling. So he did have uh, a good showing at the Bill Farrell tournament this year. Isn't that so that rule that if you that. do if you do four years in one sport, you get you have one more year of eligibility in another sport? I think. Uh, I don't recall though. He he played football in Nebraska, but then he you he but then he went to Concordia, uh, which is an NAI school. I think. So, as I recall, this is even in the NCAA, which, as we know, NCAA eligibility rules are very strict. But my understanding is you can do four years in one sport if you just use all four years. You don't redshirt or whatever. And um, if you do all four years, then you could do another year in another sport. So, like, hypothetically speaking, someone could, like, wrestle for four years and then do a year of... of, um, of um, uh, like foot, football or or uh, you know something like that, but and then um, uh, so, but then he goes to NAI, and we have to remember NAI has more liberal rules. It's four. It's it's four years. You don't have to use it consecutively, as we know. <laughs> I like like I I wrestled with um, uh, like you know it's like. The, the freshman class I was a part of, it wasn't... You know what? I just realized the three or four people... Yeah, Mike... May, Mike Wakeham. He was an interesting guy, I too. It, I've, I've, we've experienced some characters. Mike Wakeham was another character. But um, he was in his late 20s. He was a late 20s freshman. Mm-hmm. So I think he he'd done well as a wrestler in high school, but then he went into the workforce and he's just like... Well, I don't want to do this, and well, obviously it worked because he's a teacher now. I think he was doing construction at one point, but yeah, he was the he was the heavyweight. He was our heavyweight for the longest time. <laughs> so uh, I think it looks like they have wrestled twice, but Colton Schultz has won both times. Um, their first match was a lot closer; it was four three, and then the second match, which which happened last year at the World Team Trial Semis. Uh, it was Colton Schultz winning 5-0. So, I don't know. What do you say, Matt? Do you think... Um, I'd say Colton Schultz. It's probably going to be Colton Schultz. I mean, just just because... that You could tell that first match was close. That second match wasn't as close. So, I'd say it's probably going to be Colton Schultz. He's just... He's just he just had more when it comes to wrestling, so I'm willing to say it's probably going to be Colton Schultz. But um, just going on another tangent, um, an interesting thing. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this, but there are rare instances of wrestlers at the college level who will rest, who will do multiple sports. Oh yeah, there are. It's, yeah, it's 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 extreme. It's extremely rare because if you're like doing scholarship for one sport, why would you do it for another sport? But some, right. but or well, if you think about it, it might be smart because if like if uh, a guy's good enough to do scholarship for one sport and he does it for another sport, you could just have the sports team split his scholarship. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, it's like realistically that's rare because of how long the the seasons go. Like football goes into next year. By that time, wrestling season's halfway done. Wrestling goes into 
you know, it goes into February. I don't know if at like at that point the spring sports have already started started competition. So it's just one of those things where it's just not that common because there's there's too much overlap between the the teams. Whereas in high school, it's a little bit easier because you don't have have as much overlap. Like I, you know, there were some guys on the football team when I was wrestling at Villa Park who would um, you know, uh, who would come over and they'd maybe miss a tournament, maybe. But that's because, as you know. The the um, high school seasons are a lot shorter. Foot, college sports seasons are a lot lar- larger. Right, because they end up they end up going into the new year. Yeah. Okay, so that's your pick, Colton Schultz at the heavyweight for Greco. Yep. So number three match here, which is the fifth, Patrick Smith versus Benjamin Peake. So they've had two matches. Uh, Patrick Smith has won them both, but they've been uh, they've both been decisively close. Plus, they were at the Senior World Team Trials, which was technically a different event from the Olympic uh, Team Trials. So they had two sets of Team Trials last year. So, and so that meant that Patrick Smith won both of those because that meant that he qualified for the for the team. So well that's the best two out that's, of that's the best two out of three, right? Yes, that would have been best two out of three. So you know, not really much to say about what they've done uh on here. Yeah, if we're going to be realistic about it, the, the best two out of three at the World Team Trials, that's basically the, that's, I said, for all intents and purposes, that's the same match. Yeah. It's, we could essentially consider it like a three round, like a three round fight or something like that with, you know, two mm-hmm. rounds just taking it out, but, but yeah, it's, it's been close, uh, it was, that was a close uh, two out of three series. So, and the first match ended up three three. So that meant that that was criteria, criteria, and the last point scored. So, but so you know you got world team member Patrick Smith, but then you also have Benjamin Peake who has won the looks like it's the he's won the U.S. Open twice. So, but yeah, it'll be it'll be something to see, which is. No joke. It's right. like even That's even that. though those are small brackets, those are tough small brackets. So, Matt, in this case, what do you think? Do you, so here, here, here's. I'd here's say the slight advantage. I'd say the slight advantage is to Patrick Smith, but with how close those matches were, Benjamin Peak could. It's it just that's one of those things where it's like if there was a betting pool, it, it if it was like betting odds, it would not be that 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 far apart. So an upset's really not. It would be an upset in that they they face each other and Patrick Smith has won both times. But realistically, an upset is not unreasonable because of how close those matches have been. So let's let's put it this way then. So let's let's put around another prediction. Is this going to go two matches or three matches? Uh, I would say two, unless um, Benjamin Peake is able to force a, a third, which could happen. Right, so. 
It's just it's it's one it's one of those things where they're either going to be constantly competitively close, or the more dominant wrestlers going to slowly pull away. So I'm willing to say we'll have you, we'll have you on as as Patrick Smith and two. Yeah, that's that, um that's what I'm willing to say. All right, so we got Ben from Visor from NYAC and Spencer Woods from Army. So. Uh, they met quite a few times, it looks like, and uh, they've got, there was the, their last match was the U.S. Open. Uh, before that, though, they did wrestle at the Bill Farrell. Uh, so, both times, they met in the finals there, and then they did have an outing last year at the World Team Trials. And uh, Ben Provisor leads the series, technically leads the series 4-0. to zero. So, this is one of those uh, matches that was at the challenge tournament was semifinals, right? Uh, yes, this this was no, this uh, you got to remember, Matthew. There was only one weight class where there was a final X opponent that accepted for Greco. So all of these, um, all of these matchups that we've seen so far. The, the 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 semi the all these wrestlers so far that we've seen the the semifinal winners advance to this point. So that means that they did not wrestle at the challenge tournament. If that's what you're asking, right? Right. But this so, is the only matchup that we've <laughs> reviewed so far where it was there was. They met in the U.S. Open. Yes, I think so far. Yes, this is the recent U.S. Open. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, this is, you know, it's this again. This is one of those things where, um, you know, the, the number of matches. This is something I would expect for the number of matches, because uh, unless the other weight classes are just so competitive that you know, it's it's like they've never met. Yeah, they've they, they, they've just never met to uh or or had very few um interactions with each other like that five point um that that five year gap to me that's just like how do they never wrestle each other up until that it's like in between that it's these must be really competitive um weight classes if if they're if you've got two Two meetings, basically one meeting with the with the team trial stuff like that. So and that so that that's just yeah that's just how it, it, it that's the only thing I could possibly think of. So so, so provisor he's a two time Olympian and um, you know uh, what does Woods Woods have going for him? He was a U twenty three World Team member. He was the the, the U.S. Open champion from last year. Um, so he's trying to get on to his first senior world team. So, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, he's Spencer Woods has been trying to uh, challenge Ben Provisor on a number of occasions, as we're seeing here right now. But uh, in this case, Matthew, how many, you know, who and how many rounds? Uh, let's see. Seven one four to two, two to one, five to three. Um, all for Ben Provisor so far. He has a four zero advantage. 
and they've all they've all been reasonably close. Yeah, the the, the furthest away was their first match at the the team trials last year. Um, this is another one of those occasions where I'm gonna say it just because of how close all those meetings are. I'm gonna say it's probably gonna be provisor, but Woods could have a, a good day. So two or three matches. Um, just because of how their their last one went, I'd say two, but it could easily go three. All right. So last last Greco match, Max Nori and Brady Koontz. So they have who Nelly? What? Who Nelly? Well, they've got quite quite a history. Uh, let me make sure that okay. So. Yeah, they have quite a history here. So if you're looking at all of them, it looks like they've they've gone against each other six times because you do have two final X. So uh, look at this at, at the bottom, Matthew. So final X from 2019. So final X has been going on for a while. We just haven't paid attention to it. <laughs> so that's on. It could but still hey, be it could again. still be a relatively recent thing, though. It could have started like in 2018 for all we know. So, but looking at this, you know, Nori leads the series six to zero. However, Koontz has kept it relatively close since that final X meeting, and you know, the 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 matches have been decided by no more than three points in in recent years. So, you could have. You know, Coons, hey, maybe he might be able to to do something this year. Uh, their last meeting was at the at the senior world team trials last year. Um, which means that they did not meet at Bill Farrell this year. They did not meet at the US Open. So Is that what have, that senior be. nationals is is supposed to be? I'm sorry. Is that what the that senior nationals is in in uh, April of last year supposed to be? That is a good question. Yeah, because I think there is a senior nationals. But did that but... happen this year? I did. I just like I feel like we've been following since February. We didn't see anything related yeah, to that. Yeah, I don't recall. It's it's Maybe it's we 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 saw it's like we saw the Bill Farrell, the U.S. Open. I I don't think we I don't think it was. Uh, no, I don't. I didn't see it. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it was listed. Like I know there used to be a separate national tournament separate from the U.S. Open, and it looks right. like that happened last year, but we haven't seen that. This year. It could be happening later this year, too. I'd have to look at the calendar. Well, which is weird because last year took place in April. That was right. before the Olympics. Yeah, but I think there was another one I saw it happen in October. There was a previous year senior national that took place in October. So, yeah, hard to say. Um, we'll we'll just we'll know. just have to see how things go because again we're we're reconnecting into the the sport so 
I mean, Nori has the more experience. Obviously, he's he's been a been a world team member. Uh, it says up here he's a three-time Pan Am gold medalist. Um, you know, he's beaten Kuntz all six times that they have wrestled. Um, you know, but again, Kuntz has, has stayed close. He stayed close, but you know, with the exception has of he, that has second, enough. with the exception of that second final X in 2019. Yeah. So, has Kuntz done enough, Matthew, to possibly pull off the upset? So, your prediction: How many rounds do you think we're going? Um, I'm gonna go with the previous two. I think it's gonna be in two rounds, but it could go a third. Because uh, Coons might get lucky. So, your prediction is Nori going to come out on top? Yeah. All right. I, I, the, All right. It, it, cool. it, it's like the last, the last, it's like the last, this and the last two, because of how close they've been, this could be either one of those guys or, uh, you know, lucky day. Mm-hmm. But it also, um, might not necessarily so all right so we're gonna get into the women so final x stillwater for the women's championships now this first one matthew is featuring the two women who uh got to the finals at the challenge tournament because adeline gray declined her final x spot so diamond gilford of usop and yelena mccoyed from cardinal wrestling club so uh what it says here is diamond guilford is a two-time nai champion from the university of the cumberlands and yelena mccoyed is a two-time ncwwc champion so two women with uh you know championship experience at the at the women's collegiate level um but from what it might see, so McCoy did place third at the World Team Trials last year, and Guilford was fourth at the Olympic Team Trials, and she was fourth at the World Team Trials. So from what it looks like, they did wrestle at the World Team Trials last year, and the series currently is split two to two, and... Guilford has won the first and the last meeting. McCoyed has won the second and third meetings. And interestingly enough, if you look, if you see here, Matthew, uh, McCoyed beat Guilford ten to eight both times. So that's interesting. But Guilford pinned McCoyed at the U.S. Open semifinals in April. So with that being said. Um, you know, this this is definitely one. So this is going to be their first final X. So what do you think, Matthew? I mean, it's two women that are very, very evenly matched, it seems. But uh, what say you? What do we have here? Diamond Guilford or Elena McCoy? Um, this could go either way. I'm going to say it could go either way. This is one of those times where they're both evenly matched. They're split down the middle. And it's yes. it's all recent. It's not like that one match where they're they're you know one guy won five years apart, the other one recently. This is right. 
within the last two years, completely evenly. Even within the last, the last year. Years, within the last year. Yeah. Within yeah, the last thirteen months, split evenly. I'm 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 saying I'm not making a prediction one or the, one way or the other. I'm gonna say it could go either way, because you and I both know a pin a pin is one of those things pin. where a, a a pin is one of those things where anything could have happened. It's just you know you catch right. someone in the right position, yeah, you, you, you can pin them in the right position. Yeah, I, I put I put a I put a state uh like a state placer on his back once. Right. In one of those those off season yeah, Garrett Drucker, I put him on his back once in one of those off season USA wrestling tournaments. I remember I remember Garrett Drucker. So it, it yeah, it, it could go either way. Alright. So then then uh, the next one, so you're ruling toss up for this one. Very too 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 tough to tell. So math now let's let's go into so this is where you'll have this is where you'll have to score your points. Two matches or three matches. I'm gonna say it's gonna go the whole three. All three. All right. That's uh. That's this is one of those situations style. where it's so close it could go either way. I could be wrong. It could go to you know. It could go go two for one or the other, but it's. I'm just not willing to. It's it, this is one of the situations where it's too close. I can't. I can't make a pick one way or the other. All right. So 59 kilos. Uh, you've got Lexi Basham of Spartan Matt Club versus Abigail uh, Netty Army. So um, they actually, from what it's looking like, they have never met. So we're gonna have to. You know, uh, and again, this is the this is another match where either has been on a they've never so this is going to be their first time representing for the senior team. So what do we have though? Um, you know, Nettie was third at the Olympic trials last year. Uh, she also won the U.S. Open last year. Also, she also has two WCWA national titles uh, for Campbellsville and Emmanuel. And then she also currently trains for the U.S. Army WCAP. So Basham, uh, she placed third at the 2020 and 2022 U.S. Open. And uh, she is a NAIA national champion for Texas Wesleyan. And uh, she beat Menlo's Nania Estrella in the finals. Uh, it's so hard to hear Texas having wrestling teams nowadays. Yeah, I think that's the only one right now, unless they another program start up recently. Don't but don't they that that don't they have a men's up. don't they have a men's program too? Yeah, originally the men's program started up. And but it's like it, yeah, but either way, it's just so weird because when you think of Texas, you don't think of Texas as a wrestling school. I think Brandon Slay was the one of the most prominent Texans, Texas right. wrestlers. He had his own wrestling this. shoes at one point. Right. Well, you think this is this is probably another toss-up match, don't you think? I'm gonna go. <clears throat> I'm gonna go with the same thing. I'm gonna say um, it's gonna go all three matches. It, I could. Again, I could be mistaken. I mean, they could meet, and one of them's just going to be the complete dominant person. But well, 
I'll go ahead and throw my hat in the ring here and say that I think it's going to go two. But so I, I think it's whoever whoever is going to win it is going to win it in two. That would be my prediction. Well, and it's hard so, to tell with two people who haven't <laughs> faced each other before. Right. So. So now we've got, uh, and I think this is one where you've got Jenna Burkett was the one who accepted her spot. So she is taking on the challenger, Jakara Winchester. So they have met four times. And uh, so, and again, this is kind of like that first Greco match that we covered. The first time they met was in 2013. At the World Team Trials Constellation Semifinals, and uh, Burkett decision Winchester ten to two, and so then they met at the World Team Trials last year, and it actually went three matches. Uh, Burkett, uh, you know, won the first match on a six-six criteria. Uh, then Winchester won nine to eight. Burkett came back in the third match and won. Four to three. So, and uh, you know, both these women—they've really, they've really hustled. Uh, Winchester world title at 55 kilos, 2019. She represented uh, the U.S. at the Tokyo Olympics, and uh, she did try out for the world team uh, backup at 55. Uh, she met Burkett in the championship series. Uh, so at the U.S. Olympic team trials, Burkett took Helen Marulis to three matches, um, but she came up short on that. Burkett is on four U.S. senior world teams, so she's got the experience, but nothing, um, you know. So she's wrestled, you know, at world championships, things like that, but no medals. So, you know, again... You kind of have to take out, I, I think, if you're looking at the duration between between their first and, you know, and their second series meeting, you kind of have to discount how that's gone so far. You can't really take into consideration a match that happened eight years prior, I think. Um, so this is going to be really close. You know, this is, I think, both women are going to go out tooth and nail for this one. Um, so, um, would you say though that this is going to be a toss-up? Again, Winchester's got she's got world medal experience. Burkett doesn't, but Burkett, you know, is able to really fight it out with you know the best of the best. Yeah, I would have to say that this is going to be a toss-up. They're both they've both been on the world stage. They're both extremely close in competition. Yeah, Burk. Winchester has has uh, clearly improved since their first meeting, and um, all three of their matches at the World Team Trials last year were close. So again, I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna agree it's gonna be a toss up. It's probably gonna go three matches. I you, you can't I don't know. I think think same here. I think it's safe to say we're going to see three matches. I have to give the edge to Burkett though, uh, just seeing on how she's been doing. Um, but I would not be surprised, yeah, if it was Winchester. So we'll we'll see. Uh, that'll be something. So, 
Uh, let's go to bout 13, Forrest Molinari, uh, who is the, who accepted the final X. So she does have a, um, she does have the advantage here. She has uh, a world medal. She took bronze uh, at the 2021 championships last year versus Mallory Velti from uh, Beaverdam. So she's made the world team three times. And here's the thing. She's gotten to the medal match every single time. And she has, uh, she's, but she so far has uh, just one. Now, again, Mallory also has a bronze medal. Uh, she got that in 2018. So, you know, hard to say uh, how this goes. They have met three times, and Molinari, and this this was not um, World Team Trial related. So they do have a three-match. Molinari has won the last two. Uh, so she leads the series two to one, and, uh, you know, somewhat, I wouldn't say comfortably, but, uh, you know, Velti beat her the first time in 2017, 6-2. Uh, Molinari came back later in 2017, won that match 4-2. And then this year, they both met at the Yasar Dogu, and Molinari beat Velti 7-4. So, you know, again, five-year gap between their last match, but Molinari has the more recent success. Uh, what's your say on this map? We got to be Molinari or Velti. I yeah, this is one of those situations <laughs> where I give the slight edge to uh, Molinari, but it's been close. I'm gonna say it's gonna go two, but this is another one of those situations where it could be um, uh, you know, Vel- Velti has won before, so it could be that she might be able to. Uh, get her lucky day, but we'll just have to we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I'll probably have to tip my hat to Molinari in two. Uh, in that case, so then we go on to our Olympic champion Tamira Menza Stock uh, versus Sienna Ramirez. So you know, uh, Menza Stock only the second uh, women wrestler to win the Olympic gold after your teammate Helen Marillis. Uh, but uh, she has not wrestled since Oslo, uh, which was the uh, world championship. But she did finish with a bronze medal. Uh, she got really lucky because it, it says that she lost her first bout. So that means that the person who beat her <coughs> excuse me, uh, did advance to the finals. So she got it good there. Um, now, with that being said, uh, Sienna Ramirez. So what has she done? Uh, 2021 NAI National Champion uh, from Southern Oregon. And uh, she placed third uh, at the NAIAs this year. And she's had All-American placement at the 2019 WCWA Nationals. So... But she's added on to that. Uh, she did win the U.S. Open, and then she won, obviously, the World Team Trials Challenge 
tournament. So, with that being said, though, you know, Sienna has been competing a lot recently. She's been consistently on the mat. Men's a stock, uh, you know, obviously Olympic champion, uh, bronze medalist at the World Championships last year, but hasn't wrestled since then. So, you know, this this article is mentioning a bit of uh, Matt Rust, Matthew. Could that be a factor, do you think, if, you know, not having wrestled in the last six to seven months? Matt Rust is one of those things where it's either it doesn't affect everyone equally. Some people, it doesn't affect at all. Others, it, it might be the deciding factor. I'm willing to give uh, Menza Stock the um, um, benefit of the doubt in saying that she's pro- she's got – I'm willing to say she's got the advantage that she could probably um, uh, pull it off uh, here. Most likely right, comfortably, so, but I right, but so I could be I could be stock. wrong. But it's it's that's just one of those things where if, if she's in shape, I mean she didn't wrestle for for yeah she didn't wrestle since the last the last world championships. But if she if you know if she's out there and she's in shape and stuff like that, then she you know she's she'll uh, I think she'll get it. All right, we've got you for men's stock, two or three rounds. Uh, two. All right. I again, I could. Again, I could be wrong. Ring rust, like I said, ring rust affects everyone differently. So, it may not affect her at right. all. It may, it may cost her the, the spot. But we'll just have to wait all and see. All right. So let's move on in, uh, to men's freestyle, and then we'll try to finish up for the uh, for the day. But uh, let me see here. So, uh, men's seventy kilo freestyle. Uh, first match of the day, 70 kilos. Uh, you got Zane Rutherford and uh, Jordan Oliver. and uh, Obviously, these are two guys uh, from NCAA fame. You've got Jordan Oliver, who did wrestle for Oklahoma State, two-time champion. Zane Rutherford, three-time NCAA champion from Penn State. So, uh, Oliver leads the uh, – he's, he's got a one-match advantage over – Zane Rutherford, uh, 3-2. Uh, but the last time they wrestled was at the World Team Trials last year. So, and Oliver won that decision 2-2. But, and um, Rutherford had won the World Team Trials Challenge uh, Finals um, two years prior. So, you know, going over this, so they're they're history has spanned five years uh but they you know it's not like there's been a five-year gap it's they you know every other year they've ended up wrestling each other so i don't know matthew what do you think because that that that's kind of hard to tell but the only time rutherford was won was at the the challenge tournament so what do you think going into this uh you know can both wrestlers hope to achieve or what do you think that they'll you know the game plan is well uh let's see um remind me what's the results uh between their their meetings 
Okay, so the Oliver won their first match 5-3 at the U.S. Open. Uh, then Oliver won their second match 13-11 at AWL 1. And then at the World Team Trials in 2019, Rutherford won both matches 7-6. And then at the World Team Trials quarterfinals, Oliver defeated Rutherford 2-2 criteria. Well, let's see. Um, Oliver has the advantage, but um, they've all been close, and uh, Rutherford... Did win in 2019, and they've been they've been facing each other consistently over the the years. I'm willing to. This is another one of those situations where I'm willing to give Oliver the slight edge, but um, Rutherford could win, and I'm willing to say it's going to go three rounds. I'll probably you know. Um... They're, if they're meeting directly in the in this best two out of three, you know, I might have to tip my hat to Rutherford uh, in regards to this because he seems he seems to perform right there when it's when it's that best two out of three. So yeah, you're right. We might be going three three bouts on this. I would probably would not be surprised if it did go three bouts. So. Then we have Gilman uh, from Nittany Lion versus uh, Vitali Arujao, Spartan Combat. So, Gilman, um, Olympic bronze medalist, and uh, then a world title uh, last year. And uh, if you remember, Matthew, Gilman, uh, last time we saw, and uh, he is ranked number one in UWW. Uh, So as far as uh, facing off, um, Gilman has won all three of their matches, and uh, the first time they met was you know, well, actually, all their matches were from last year. Gilman decision, Aberjaw 6 2. Um, and then at the Olympic team trials, he pinned Gilman uh, in the first match, and then he defeated Aberjaw 2 2 on criteria. So, you know. In your mind, Gilman's leading 3-0, and he's pinned Arujao once. I'm almost I'm almost thinking if that second bout was just kind of Gilman being careful, which is maybe why that match was 2-2. Um, I don't know what 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 do you think about uh, how this could go? Yeah, I, I I would have to agree that um, it, it seems like he's been pretty dominant. Uh, Throughout this, I mean, the the first and second match, their first and third matches were close, but he he pinned him. Um, I yeah, I'm willing to give it to the world champion. Two matches. Two matches for Gilman. Two, two I'll, matches I'll for Gilman. Jump on that one if you then. Yeah, this is this is Arujao's got a got a big hill to climb if he's uh wanting to uh take him on. So it's it's uh. Have to see what happens. Although, yeah, he, he beat his World Team Trials Challenge Finals opponent, Jacob Camacho, with two falls. But now, you know, defeating your one opponent with two falls is one thing, but now you're taking on the Olympic and world medalist. So, and ranked number one in the world. So, we'll see. All right. So, 
Dayton Fix versus Seth Gross. Now, Gross was the one who accepted the spot. Dayton Fix, as you know, uh, has had a, uh, a rivalry with RBY from Penn State. Uh, just has not been able to beat him. And, uh, and Fix will probably have to wrestle RBY again next year now that RBY has said he's coming back. Uh, but looking at... So here's, here's what we have so far. Fix did wrestle Gross, and he teched him last year uh, because they met in the World Team Trials. So I'm kind of interested to see, you know, what happened, you know, what happened at uh, that, uh, you know, Dane Fix didn't make, you know, the world team last year, unless he was concentrating on, you know, trying to do what he could at uh, Oklahoma State for the NCAA tournament. Now, so with that being said, uh, if I'm trying to look at uh, what we have here, So Gross uh, at the World Team Trials. Oh, oh, wait a second. Do I have this right? I might not have this right. I'm sorry. Fix was the one who had the uh, who has the advantage. So my mistake to all our viewers. Fix was the one who accepted the uh, uh, the final X spot. So my bad. Okay. So Matthew, this this uh, this will be something, right? You got Dayton Fix, world silver medalist, uh, NCAA All-American, and he's beaten Gross 11-0 uh, at the result at the World Team Trials last year. What say you on, uh, you know, can Gross try to do something for this tournament or this, this matchup? Does Gross have a chance against Dayton Fix? <laughs> um... And and apparently in this last paragraph, it's it's very hard to score on fix and freestyle. Yeah, I just uh, I just don't know. I mean, as 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 we know, um, folk style and and freestyle are just very different. So very different. The only thing in common is the takedowns. So, um... So, fix? I'm willing to say fix, yeah. Two or three? Um, I would say two. Alright, I'm right on there with you. So, we'll see. Dayton Fix versus Seth Gross. Because it's a, there's only the one there's only the one and he tech falled him that if there's right. like we right. said a pin is um <clears throat> like we said a pin isn't always necessarily the sign of dominance I mean it is when someone is like a hugely dominant person but when a match is closed that just can mean that um you know something happened there but um. Like a tech fall is is typically not a fluke, right? 
So I'm willing to say I'm willing to say that that uh, fix is going to come out on top here. All right, so let's look at this one. 92 kilos, Jaden Cox versus Nathan Jackson. So, uh, Matt, as you as you remember last week when we were trying to look at all the results, and Nathan Jackson seemed to come out of nowhere. I don't even know, you know, how he had gotten in there, but hey, is what it is, right? Yeah, well, he was like one of two people who came out of nowhere. It's like, where did this guy come from? Right. We still need. It's so, like it would be I nice was... to know how he got in. It's like how he even qualified. Right for the challenge term because we we didn't well, see this, the U.S. This Open. this this might this might actually tell us what how. That is true. So let's let's see what he. Um, he did here well obviously you got Jaden Cox and you know he, he got the bronze medal uh, at the Rio Olympics and then he's gone all over the place because he won uh, after that you know bronze at 2017 world championships gold in the 2018 and 2019 world championships and then bronze again at 2021 so uh, you know, just all and he didn't win at the Olympics. Yeah. So Nathan Jackson, um, all American for Indiana University, and uh, he's currently training at the New Jersey RTC. Uh, and he's wrestled at um, you know, a few events here and there, um, and you know again. Very outscored his opponents forty could, to zero. Could, could that be it? Down. The all American status? Yeah, I mean That's gotta be it. And they just possibly. flubbed and didn't list it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think US Open just didn't or USA wrestling probably just didn't list him in that qualified thing. So they did wrestle once. Uh, last year in January, uh, six to one for Cox. Um, I have to say though, Matthew, in one of those flow wrestling, uh, right in a events. flow wrestling event, I would I would still say though, I mean Cox, just knowing how he wrestles and stuff, seeing him how he moves, dominant. He's got championship experience, two gold medals. At the Worlds and the Bronze. I mean, Jackson, but Jackson, though, pretty dominant. Um, did not get scored on at the at the uh, Challenge Tournament. Uh, you know, this could definitely be a barn burger, don't you think? Uh, it, it, it has the potential to be. Um, I'm willing to say... <laughs> Well, and well, and let's let's look at something else. The fact that he was on one of those um, flow wrestling events; those are invite only. Those are those, they're match make. They're 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 for all intents and purposes. You could consider them a combat sport event. They're match. They are matchmaker um, set. Yeah, they're that kind of an event. It's like that you have to agree to wrestle the guy. You have to, you know, it's, it's, I think you might have to fill out contracts and stuff like that. So it, it's, he's clearly no joke if, if he, um, 
he was invited to an event and he wrestled Cox there. Um, I'm still going to give it to Cox, but we could, for most, for the most yeah. part, consider Nathan Jackson a, um, we could consider him Something a rising, we could consider him a rising star. Like, he could be an heir apparent. Yeah. All right, yeah, I'm going to have to say the same thing. Jaden Cox, I'm probably going to say in two matches. Uh, your prediction? Same here. Two matches? Okay, and, uh, so... Our last review, or preview, actually. Snyder! Colin Moore. Um, Matt, I mean, anything to really add on to on, onto this? I mean, Snyder's got a proven track record, even if he, he lost to, who, who's the guy? Colin Moore. No, not Colin Moore. I'm talking about internationally. Oh, um, gosh. Um, I think, what was it? Abdurajad uh, or, or the Russian. Yeah, the Russian. Who, yeah. depending on how much longer this war goes, may not be there. Um, you know, and, and Snyder is probably going to keep going. Um, and, and this right here. He's seven of seven in terms of competing in a tournament and getting a medal. So, no disrespect to Colin Moore. He's consistent. Just, yes, Snyder's consistent. Um, so, just right off, right off of of that, uh, I'm going to say Kyle Snyder in two. And uh, let's say you, Matthew. Yeah, Snyder in two. So they did wrestle twice, uh, but it was at the Olympic team trials. Ten zero five one for Snyder. So let's see. Final so, X Stillwater will be held alongside the National Wrestling Hall of Fame Honors Weekend, which is happening. So it'll be interesting to see who gets inducted. Yep. All right. So that that concludes uh, that. Um, so we'll just uh, be seeing how uh, things are going related to that and um, so what else do I have did you see that something right. happened okay, so. did you see that something happened with uh, Japanese wrestling sorry say again did you say something happened in Japanese wrestling uh, Japanese wrestling no I didn't uh, there's not I, I know that um I think they'll they'll be having their world team trials soon. And uh, there was another thing I saw that was interesting was uh, Canada also is having their world team trials because one of the wrestlers from uh, North Carolina Tar Heels is wrestling at the Canadian world team trials. You know, I've actually heard of Canadian... Because even though Canada does freestyle, sometimes they'll do good enough to wear um, someone from... uh, um... Or it might just be citizenship. It could be. It could be like a dual citizenship thing. Yeah, where they're you, you dual know, they... citizenship or or um or so. 
citizenship since the wrestling down here. And then obviously we have the vice versa. Uh, you know, the one the one that sticks out in mind uh, is when you've got, uh, you know, a lot of female wrestlers, they go to Simon Fraser University in Canada and they wrestle there. So, you know, that's that's stuff to, you know, look at. Um, so anyway, yeah, but that's just that's just for college wrestling. That doesn't get really get them any kind of like uh, tryout for right. the for the Canadian right. trials or anything like that. Now, remind now I'm completely unfamiliar. How does the Japanese uh, World Team Trials work? So, and I think they I think their thing might be similar, um, but I think it's kind of changed over the years. So I want to I, I want to do some more research before I find out. It used to be that if you won the Emperor's Cup, which is there, it's not necessarily a U.S. Open. It's more like an invitational based on the other results that you've done. And then you'd have a tournament, and then whoever would win that would win the, um, you know, challenge the. But I think what would happen is that I would. I remember seeing that you'd have the wrestler who won the Emperor's Cup would also go out and wrestle in the Meiji Cup, and if they won both tournaments, they were automatically qualified. But if you had one wrestler win the Emperor's Cup and then another wrestler win the Meiji Cup, then you would have a, then you would have the wrestle off. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how they're doing it recently. Um, so, like, let's say for example, if if uh, if the one wrestler just didn't compete in the Meiji Cup, then yeah, you'd automatically you're going to have a playoff. I know that's it. Obviously, it varies from nation to nation. I know some nations don't even have a world team trial; they just have a national championship, and the national champion is the the um is the um. And then some um some nations. I don't even know if they even have um national tournaments they'll just pick the right. the wrestler but then again if you're talking if you're talking about like a, say a good wrestler like the the like the one guy who wrestled for barbados in the um the what's it called the in the the panams if he's their only wrestler why else are it's like why are they even going to have another like he might be literally the only wrestler in the nation cuz remember barbados is an island it's one of those caribbean islands you know it's, it's so they're just like yeah, well, yeah, we we will. Uh, you're you're our guy. <laughs> All right, so Matthew, uh, just gonna go over a few uh, news tidbits I've seen so far, and then we'll wrap up for today. So, uh, first one I just wanted to kind of cover was we had a, we had a short we had a shorter episode today. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to make sure that that people, you know have time to do stuff for the day so um just the uh look at the the transfer portal uh what we have so 
I'll screen share that really quick so that you can see. And uh, so this is what we have. This And again, this is strictly D1. So this is coming off of Intermat. They've actually listed who all um, is transferring to D1 universities. And they could either be from D1 or they might be from uh, NJCAA a school like I mentioned earlier. And those two wrestlers are, you've got, where is, let's see here, uh, Daron Pulliam, and yeah, he's transferring from Indian uh, Indian Hills uh, College, and he's going to SIU Edwardsville. And then what, got, um, what level is Indian Hills? It's, it's an NJCAA. Okay. And then the other, the other junior college transfer is Jose Valdez from North Iowa Area Community College. He's going to Northern Iowa, Illinois. Um, overall, though, so uh, what they what uh, Intermat is listing is you've got 2021 All-American Taylor Lamont is transferring from Wisconsin to Utah Valley. So he's making a jump from Big Ten to Big Twelve. And then Penn State is losing a um, wrestler, Brandon Meredith, but he was not there. He was not there. Um, what do you call that? He Starter? was not their varsity. Yeah, he was not their starting wrestler at 25 pounds. Um, so he is transferring from Penn State to South Dakota State. Um, so that is one, and it looks like though there, I think there was another, yes, you also have a, uh, Michael Beard, uh, earlier in the year, looks like he is transferring to Lehigh. Was he a Uh, starter? I know he was not, he was not the starter. Oh, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, you went to Penn State, but then you kind of realize, oh, there's a bunch of guys ahead of me. I may never start here. So. I'm very sure this happens often, you know. I mean, you looked at what happened with, you know, while you were at Missouri Baptist. You know, people come in and out all the time. Um, looks like the, the teams most, you know, so far when I'm looking at this listing, there are three teams that are gain, uh, that are gaining three wrestlers each. You got Illinois, Oklahoma, and Pittsburgh. Um, so... We got some other schools. It looks like Purdue is getting someone. Uh, Our but, grandfather's alma mater. Yeah. They're gaining one and they're losing one because uh, this Garrett Egan Hawk. I, uh, you know, not sure how to spell it. Egan House, I think, going from Purdue to Oklahoma. But then they're gaining Jake, Jake Knoll from NC State. And, again, I can't tell that, you know, whether or not these were all varsity wrestlers, um, you know. If you're if you're a high if you're coming from a higher level D one to a lower level D one, you're probably starting. Right. That's that's like, I mean, that's probably the sole opportunity. That's probably the sole reason why these guys are transferring is because they want to they want they want right. the chance to start. That's just I mean, pure and simple. Yeah, like, I mean, like, 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 we'll, like, we'll throw one example out there. Like the, um, 
you know, Fresno State's first year back before they got cut again for a variety right. of reasons. Um, they had a guy who was like from Wyoming or something like that transferring back as a senior. I don't uh, know if yeah, the guy would have. I don't know if the guy. I don't know if the guy would have been able to transfer or not, or would have been able to start or not. But he was definitely starting at Fresno State. Well, heck, there was a there was a wrestler from Oklahoma, I think, that transferred to Fresno. And I know that I I think a few of those guys, and I think one of the Neville brothers transferred to Fresno State. Well, we all. Well, the majority of the guys who had been who had transferred. Uh, from Fresno State, they were all tra- they were all from the Valley. As we know, the best wrestler into Fresno State, right? As we know, the majority of wrestlers, um, the majority of the good wrestlers. Obviously, there's exceptions here and there, but the majority of the good wrestlers in California come from the, the Central Valley. So these guys, these guys want to support their schools. I mean, it's pure and simple. So anyway, that's that's. Uh, it was it was a, it was very it was very sad that it was unfortunately in vain because the program, uh, like I said, the program got cut for a variety of reasons. But yeah, that was really unfortunate. Um, so that's that's where that's at. We're probably looking. Uh, let me see here. If I'm looking at how many wrestlers that there are, you're probably looking at um, fifteen, twenty. 25, 30, so 35 so far in the transfer portal uh, for D1. Uh, you know, and again, variety of reasons, obviously, but uh, your your explanation makes the most sense, and that probably is what happened. You know, that, that is what happened. You know, and the guys want to, when they are when they go to a higher level and then they, you know, go to another school, it's, you know, going to be because, you know, they just cannot get onto that varsity spot. Well, yeah, like, one example is that, you know, very, very, very briefly, um, I thought my freshman year about leaving MOBAP. Um, and the the primary reason was because I was getting homesick. But fortunately, winter break happened. I went back home and, uh, you know, I was able to get that out of my system. But um, then, you know, I hear Cal Baptist is starting their program. So my thought was... My thought process then became, well, do I um, do I go back um, and it's like first of all with the coach because it wasn't Zaleski the first coach was not Zaleski, um, but my thought was, um, well, do I go back and help my program because I'm an AI at the time, uh, Cal Baptist was an AI, and it's like I could have the opportunity to wrestle back there, but ultimately. Um, I think ultimately my decision was, you know what, I I started here, or let's just let's just end here, which I think was in the long term the right decision. So, um, yeah. I mean, you know, I was I was you know, it's like I spent I spent time there, I made friends there, and you know, I, I you know I've earned the res- I earned the respect of people, including you know. Brian Jack, Coach Brian Jackson. So, yeah, you know, sometimes you just you 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 bear it out. 
and do stuff and you know what and it's so, some guys it's you know some you know for obviously when it comes to transfers there's uh, also a variety of reasons but you know some guys get just get burnt out and then they just leave like a lot of guys that I would I knew they just they just got burnt out and left yep all right uh, let's let's finish up on a couple of more things here so uh, it looks like what do we have uh, also? So, uh, Pat Glory, uh, you know, as you know, he made the finals from Princeton um, for, uh, you know, at the NCAA tournament. He ended up wrestling uh, Suriano uh, from Michigan. He ended up finishing second. Um, looks like he is not going to be trying to compete right away. It looks like he's going to be doing some internship uh, on wall street but you know i have to imagine if you're if you're coming from princeton you know you're probably focusing a bit on career you know i mean i I, you don't just go to an ivy league school and then just move on to being international competition do you think uh, yeah, if you're going to an Ivy League school or someplace like Stanford, which is essentially Ivy League level, you're looking to get into business. You're 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 looking it's you're looking for a career unless you were like a national champion at one of those schools. Then you're looking for you're looking to get into a career. Like Kyle Snyder was a no brainer. He was the four he was a four time NCAA champion. So there there's it's so yeah it's, unless he had something solidly lined up. Why'd you why'd you put three? You said Kyle Snyder was a four-time NCAA champion, but he's three-time. Dake, 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 Dake. Sorry, Dake. Kyle Dake yeah. was a four-time NCAA champion. So yeah. unless he had something solid lined up, that's where he was going. He, so, he he's. Glory, but, Glory does say that he wants to, uh, you know, try to, you know. He'll, he'll probably try to compete if he can, but uh, so he'll do his internship first, and he says he is going to do training so uh, to stay in shape, obviously. So you know, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see if he comes comes in, you know, following the summer, and uh, you know, he'll obviously have to deal with people like, uh, you know, Gilman uh, and some other people. We'll see you know, how he does. So best of luck to him. By the way, Matthew. So uh, something else. I I because um, Dad and I were talking, and uh, you know the Ivy League had canceled their 2021 season. So even though the rest of the NCAA was having their season, the Ivy League did not because of the whole COVID complications and stuff. So. Um, remember how I was talking about Yanni um, Diakomalis possibly becoming a five-time national champion, you know, for Cornell? Well, that's not going to happen because he actually lost that year. Um, but he still has his COVID year, which he is obviously going to be using. So, but he still has the chance to to join that short list of wrestlers um, that are on the four-time, you know national champions list. So well, if you look at even Pat Smith, I don't think his were consecutive because I'm not, yes. a, I can't remember why, but um, uh, 
Okie State went into some kind of probation, so um, fortunately, he had saved his red shirt. Unlike Kale, who actually redshirted his freshman year, he saved his red shirt. So in that ineligible year, he's like, well, I'm not going to wrestle if if, uh, if I if I can't go to the fun. So he redshirted. And, right. then, and then he right. went, like, I think it was his freshman year, then the... Um, Probation happened, so he redshirted his sophomore year. Then he came back and won the next four years. So I think, let me see here. When did he? Well, I go to his. I go to his wiki, and it doesn't even say what year he. Uh... Years. <laughs> doesn't even say what years he won, but whatever. Um, anyway. <laughs> It was uh, I I don't know yeah it was it was either I think it was his junior year I know he had he, he either won one and then he won three or was he won three and then won one. Speaking of Oki State, I I still think it's like I I don't I I still think it's funny how um your coach Vince Silva who's older than John Smith. <laughs> Looks better than John Smith right now. <laughs> it's like, oh, what could have happened to John Smith that he just aged so badly? I don't think he has any health sometimes issues. People age. Sometimes people age. Aging, you know. We're, we're, whereas, you know, yeah. Vince Silva, it's like he's, it's like, I'm not even sure John Smith wrestles anymore. It's like Vince Silva, it's like he still does, oh, he, doesn't he still wrestle with his guys? Back. Well, the Smith gets on the mat. I've seen highlights of, of him getting on the mat. Okay. He gets on the mat. But, you know, you have to kind of consider, you know, it's like I'm very sure being a coach at a D1 program can be a pretty stressful job. That goes without saying. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's, that's probably with People true. like, you know, when you got to deal, you know, when you're the coach at Oklahoma State, the most successful program, and then you're dealing with people like Lands. Anderson, you know, that really beat up on your guys. Um, you know, Jay Robinson when he was still wrestling or when he was still coaching. Oh, well, and, and let me, let me tell you something that Silva had told me about, um, you know, because he, he was watching the NCAA tournament, right? And there was a match. There was a really close match, um, that Oklahoma state was having. Um, and they ended up losing the match. And what happened was, you know, the, I think it was like a 1-1 match, so I'm going to third period. Or no, I think the Oklahoma State wrestler was losing. And he had choice in the third period, and he picked neutral. And and <laughs> the way Coach Silva was, was describing his reaction to that, he says, I was going to have a heart attack or something. Because, you know, from when... From the era he came from at Oklahoma State, you always pick bottom because you you need you get out, you get out, and you you get that point, and you work on your your offensive. Well, that's that's still the same mentality that you know I was taught to wrestle with, both mm-hmm. in high school and in college. So, yeah, the the thing is, the thing is, and and now we're gonna get a little technical. Right? you know, the thing is, if you're not, if you can't get out. How else are you supposed to score in terms of, you know, 
from a neutral position. Especially in college when that writing point comes into play. Right, especially on the writing point. So if you can't if you can't get out, that means that you have you don't have you know, you, you, then you can't work on on the takedowns. It, you know. So that's why, yeah, you know, if, if, if I'm in a match, you know, I'm, I'm always picking down because, you know, whether or not I, whether I'm getting out or not is another thing. But that, that and so, you know, uh, he listened to uh, an interview with John Smith, you know, on how they did at the, you know, at the tournament. And John Smith's comments were, well, yeah, we just got to get out from bottom more, which means that, they're not working on it as much as they should be. And, uh, you know, so that's, that's probably one of those things is how, you know, you know, when you, when you look at how Oklahoma state has been, you know, I think that, you know, they have come within, you know, a top two, top three finish, you know, for a few years, but it's far and few between from what they've had, you know, back in back, you know, from, the time when the NCAA championships started up until about the early 2000s, you know, when he had that, that four peat run. So, you know, uh, hoping John Smith the best, you know, maybe he might have to consider, Hey, is there, you know, is it time to, you know, I, I hate to be the one that say, Hey, is it time to, to, and the reins over to, to you know, a, a younger person. Hard well, to say. Well, and you think about the number of guys. I think he has he has a few of his proteges on staff. So yeah, so he might be. You know, hey, he might be getting ready. Who knows? Well, it's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like. Well, maybe he could win a few more championships. But let's face it, he it's like. John Smith was an exceptional wrestler, and he's a good coach. He won five national championships, but he's no Kale Sanderson. And I know that. No. I know that the last time that uh, I, I know that the and last he's not Tom Brands either. Yeah, and he, he's yeah. So it's like I I know that I made the, the comparisons with with Kale and and Brands, but it's another one of those things. Where it's like, and I really hate to do that, you know, because I was because you know I was I was. I, you know, I, I was I was a John Smith fan when when they went on that four peat. I was like thinking it's like, but the fact of the matter is is that he was able to win under the the right set of circumstances. Um, you know, it's like he didn't he didn't have brands to compete with. He was competing with Jay Robinson, but um, the fact of the matter was he won more championships than Jay Robinson. But you know, the, Jay Robinson only won one, was it or two? I feel like it was two or three. Yeah, I think it was two. Yeah, but but the fact of the matter is, is that you know he had the right set of circumstances in order to win those those championships, and unfortunately, um, he there's just bigger fish in the pond. It's like like I said, Kale is a very brilliant coach who was able to transfer that from being a very brilliant wrestler. And he's now training very brilliant wrestlers. John Smith is, he's not like this hard work guy like Brands. Um, 
he's more of a technical guy, but when you've got a more technical wrestler teaching more technical guys as a coach, it's just, I mean, it, the, you know, John Smith was more, a better international wrestler than Kale. There's no denying that, but he's not in freestyle. This is folk style. He only won like two national championships or something two like that. So NCAA, yes. I, you know, if 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 if, if Silva saw me saying this, he probably smacked me in real life, which I don't blame him. But it's just it's, it's like one of those things where it's like it's it's, it's the truth. You just got it's like we got to be honest in in situations like that. It's he's just he's just not the coach that well, yeah, Kale is. If you're, if you're if you're yeah, I can almost I could almost say that that Smith may not have done adjustments that needed to be made. So he's been going with the same formula, and you've got these other coaches that are that are they have their formulas, and those formulas have been able to combine to be able to beat the way that he does. You know, his wrestlers can beat, their wrestlers can beat his wrestlers based on the formula that he has. And if you're not adjusting how you're doing things, or if you have become complacent and you're not working on the basics and the fundamentals, you know, like a stand-up, you know, then you're going to have the, the lackluster success that you're seeing. And for us to have to say that about Oklahoma State, you know, that, 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 would, that hurts us to have to say that, just seeing how, you know, they've performed within the last, you know, 15 you know, 15 years or so. Yeah, and these are not things that we, we, we choose to do lightly because, again, I was an Oklahoma State fan during their run because that was during my, the, you know, latter part of, of my high school and the early part of my college um, career. I, it's like I wanted to see them succeed. And you've got that connection because you're being coached, you were coached by a, um, a Okie State alumni and you, um, you know, and you're you're still associated with an Okie State alumni, who I have a huge amount of respect for too. And you know, when it came to wrestling camps, when it came to the best camp that I could possibly go to my senior year, in order to ensure that I could be the best wrestler, high school wrestler I could be, I chose to go to the, the Okie State camp. So it's not it's it's not something that we like. It's like it's one of those things where we don't want to. It's like we hate doing this. Because we're fans yeah, of that we're, program. We're not, we're not chasers. <laughs> yeah, we're we're fans of that program. We don't want to see, see. It's like we would love to see John Smith get another however many NCAA championships before he retires. But that, but yeah, it's it's like you said. There's a certain formula in how to do things, and John Smith, he just either couldn't, he either couldn't adjust or chose not to adjust. I'm. I I would like to say it was the former. I'm 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 gonna say it's the former just because I don't want to think that he just got lazy because John Smith just doesn't seem like the type of guy who would get lazy. And we'll just we'll just we'll just leave it at that. But the fact that I'm, 
he just wasn't able to hang with the new types of coaches that came. And, you know, that just goes back to something else. You know, I think every mentor wants to see their pupil succeed. If they don't want to see their, their pupil do better than them, there's a problem. Like, Bobby Douglas has to be so proud of Kale. He, it's like, oh, my gosh, you're doing so much better than I ever did as a coach. I am so proud of you. Like, I, he, It's like you're doing so much better as a wrestler and you're doing so much better as a coach. I'm so proud that I, 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 was the, I am part of the coaching learning tree that led this man to, to, on the road to possibly be the best coach in, in, in college wrestling at this rate. So it, it's, it's, you know, it's, if, if you don't want to see your guys succeed and do better than you in some way, and John Smith has had better wrestlers. He, it's like, he, he was only a two-time NCAA champion, and he's had three-time NCAA champions, multiple. So. Well, and he, co- and he coached his brother. Yeah, and he coached, oh yeah, he coached his brother. He coached a four-time NCAA champion, the first. Yeah. So, it, you know, it's, it's. You want to see your pupils do better than you, and it's like that's happened, but it's just one of those things where it's like all of a sudden, some yeah, throw, throw back to, to Kale. Yeah. You know, as, as you mentioned, uh, that, um, you know, we had one person comment on our, on our, one of our videos that, hey, yeah, Kale is, works very hard. He's not doing it for the team, he's doing it for his guys, and his guys are able to reciprocate that to the point that. They're going out and succeeding, and they're enough of them are going out and succeeding and contributing to the team that they're taking these national championships. Yeah, and so. you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like you you never know how someone's gonna do. Because Pat Smith, I mean, what realistically, what did Pat Smith do after he wrestled? Um, he he does. He, he does club wrestling for, for kids and all that, right? Yeah, well, yeah, well he decided to contribute at, at, at another level and stuff like that. So maybe that's just where his passion is. But, you know. Yeah, I think he was an assistant for, for John Smith for a bit. Yeah, I think yeah, he was yeah. too. But, yeah, he, he, but he, he just decided to go other, other routes. But, you know, the, 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 the you know, um, it, you know, it's like we, it's like the way that things were going initially when, when Kale Sanderson was, was, um, going the coaching route that he was, we were just like, oh, I don't know if he's going to succeed. And then he goes to Penn State and everything blows up. It's just like, oh my gosh. So, but again, that just goes back to the formula. Kale was willing to go elsewhere to get a formula in order to um, make things work for him. And it, 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 it succeed. It leaps and bounds it succeeded. Whereas, um, you know, John Smith, um, obviously where he was, he was successful, but maybe there could have been other things that he could have adjusted in making the formula, and he just wasn't, wasn't able to make those adjustments. Okay, well, um, I think a couple more things I want to cover. So um, the, the Willits brothers from Oregon State, um, even though they do have one year of eligibility left, they have decided that they are moving on. They are going to graduate and move on to bigger and better things. Now they they did they both placed all American at the tournament and they helped project you know they helped get 